Well, hello and uh, welcome to the 14 questions. Or welcome back. There you are. How you doing? Do I have to say mush? Mush, <laughs> mush, mush. mush. Um, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Other than being considerably late this evening. Yeah, we're just a little late. Yeah, just a skosh. It's Monday. It's, it's Monday, Monday, though. Happens. And Teddy's happy. Because he, you know, we had, a, we had a guest last week, so Teddy wasn't actually in the studio for part of the recording. I think he got really upset. Yeah. Well, he's back with us. He's like, hey, you're recording on the wrong day, and I'm not allowed. Finding and, guests. Uh, I'm not even there. I can't lick him and jump on him and do puppy things. Yeah. yeah. True story. How's your weekend? A week, whatever. Yeah. And okay. Same old, same old. All right. So, um... Yeah, so we've been, once again, we weren't sure what we were going to talk about, but um, other than Mouché, I still can't <laughs> get over it. hung up on this thing. I'm hung up on the damn dog, man. It's, we're going to have to get you a husky. Or, or seven. Or she, she, whatever, whatever the hell that thing was. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm referring to sled dogs, you know. Yeah. So it's April, it's April 19th, all right? Right now, today. 2021. Yeah, tomorrow's a big day for a lot of people. I think <laughs> I still don't. I, I did, clearly I do not totally understand what this whole 420. I don't know. Should I have Google the? I mean, I get it, but the history, like the, the history of it. Like, yeah. Like, where did 420 come from? Allegedly, um, I think it was according to High Times Magazine. Oddly enough, there was a group of kids out in California that found a map to somebody's grow grow site. Like an illegal drug field. How the hell do you know this? And uh, so they're they're like, we got to go find this guy's crop because now we'll have unlimited access to weed. And so they decided to meet outside of their school, and their meeting time was four twenty. And so they started this search for this illegal crop of marijuana. And as it went on, um, they truncated it to four twenty just as a code word. For getting high and stuff, and then it, okay. you know, became adopted into popular culture. That four twenty in the afternoon was the appropriate time to get stoned, and of course, April twentieth being four twenty day is a huge celebratory day for those that partake in the cannabis, as it were. But yeah, as I understand it, that's the history of four twenty. I came moderately prepared. Yeah, that's very prepared. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 astonished. Not really. I mean, you're, you're usually a guy of wealth of information, but yeah. I'm a plethora of useless information. Yeah. If, so if okay. I know me, and I do. So besides this this 420 thing, you know, it's kind of, is it getting co-opted, do you think? Just a little bit, or, or, or are we not? I mean, the reason we, we bring it up is because... Oh, it's totally co-opted. Like, like anything in this country, if somebody can commercialize it, they're going to, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So here's the thing. So we covered our, our last podcast that we did for the listeners who haven't listened to it was on the uh, the Doge cryptocurrency, Dogecoin folks doing a Not thing just last year. Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Bitcoin. Yeah, the Doge. Yeah, we, we, it's, that's a funny one, man. It's it's hard to wrap your head around why that's doing so well right now, but it is. And, well, and again, I'm not mad about it. Again, I just can't help but to, like when I get on the Googles and look at things and I found that the barking Shiba Emu or whatever. That was kind of a funny meme. But they're doing a the thing. So they, they pushed the whole 420 date. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to make it a, a big push day for that particular <laughs> cryptocurrency. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But where we're, where we're going going on this is apparently Apple. Let me see if I got my, my notes. My notes are kind of backward backwards today. So 
What to expect from Apple's April 20th event? Tim Cook smoking weed? I, I don't know what. I don't know what. <laughs> Apple's doing a thing on 420. Whatever, right? But this gets us into a topic that we love to go on about. And we're, we're going we're gonna to circle back around once again to privacy and, you know. I mean, why not? Hoovering up data, bring up a few points. It's a, it's a dead horse I'll keep kicking. Oh, I think For, so. Yeah, over and over and over. Adamant about it. Like, you know, how it, it's, it, it just blows my mind. So in this country, you talk to these people and they're like, oh, my rights, my Bill of Rights, the Constitution, yada, yada, yada. It's all you hear out of them. But then they check the toss. Yeah, of course. Because that just tosses your, your Bill of Rights They're too lazy out. to read. Yeah. Right. You know, I have my rights, but... If it requires effort on my part, I'll just sign them away. <laughs> so well, or are they going to sell know? me a nicer pair of jeans? You know, that's worth me giving up my my location yeah. and my privacy and my data and my photos and my contact. Okay, I'll stop right there. We'll come back in after the break, and we're going to dive into some points that people need to pay attention to. And I'll throw out a few references that I actually found this week that are they look very helpful, very good. Found some new I people. Hope so. We don't yeah. like unhelpful references around here. Well, we probably throw a few out from time to time, but you know. <laughs> More than likely, yes. We try. All right. Sit tight, folks. We'll be right back. So, Dan, before the break, we were talking about smoking weed and things that happen on cryptocurrencies and everything else. But 420. I got I to gotta let you in on a little secret. What's that? There are companies and corporations out there that are using you for profit. What? Every day. Every single no, day. I say so. I know. I know. We've talked about this before, haven't we? Yes. But the reason we're talking about it now is because apparently Apple is... Uh, you know, they're doing a thing tomorrow. And all things Apple, they don't let people know. And this might just be a date to let people know when they're actually going to be doing things. But right. one of the things we did cover, which now they're making available, I guess, you know, they're pushing their third-party people further, is ATT, which is not AT&T. Yeah. It's ATT. ATT. I mean, why would you go that route? Make so it, that is make the it app. less confusing. Yeah, I mean it's kind of it's a it's a weird acronym. I'm not sure. App, I'm not totally. app tracking transparency. Yes. Yeah. So Apple's made a move, folks. So basically, they said, you know what? If you're going to people are using our phones, they associate the use of things on our phone and in our ecosystem. So if you're going to play in our sandbox, we're going to set the rules. I mean, is that a fair way to frame it? I mean, that's the general attitude of it, I think, is, you know, if you guys are going to harvest and mine all of this information from people, we're just going to disclose what you're doing. Um, because I don't think a lot of people are aware, and it clearly Apple agrees with me, to the extent that your data is being mined and sold and aggregated and studied. Well, I um, hope everybody understands this. Like, if it's free, you are the product. I mean, we've said this on this show. <coughs> it's interesting. I'm not quite sure who coined that, but it's 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 very 
truthful, but yeah, we should look that quote up at some point. You tell people this, and they're like, "No, no big deal." It's fine. I enjoy it. Like, I'm it's great. Usually, that's that's they're designed to be enjoyable. These products, just give my free my free app thing, yeah, and then let it, folks. I don't even know if there's a way over here on the fourteen questions if we can even come close to understanding or expressing the absolute iceberg that is underneath the water of data that is tracked on you. You know, you just have to be aware of it. And your location services, that seems to be the, the uh, is that the platinum or the gold of mining data these days? <laughs> I, I, it's got to be up there, right? Yeah, I would think, you know, we've had these discussions before, but the ability to know what I'm looking at on my phone, how close my phone is to your phone, what you've been looking at. Yeah, what we're doing, you know, what the, we're doing, yeah. all these free email services and things. Like, they might not be explicitly reading the emails themselves, but they may be noticing who and where they come from and go to. Um, you know, and you can infer a lot of things from that that trail of information. But yeah, it's wild. You know, your GPS services, location data, your photos, the geotagging and EXIF data attached to them, your email, your browser search history, your interaction, your places of work, the places you sleep, like your phone. They can they can figure out all this stuff, you know. And uh, and then you start looking at everybody combined, and you can start profiling people. You know, it's animal. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's autonomized. It's, yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. I'm just absolutely just wild trying to sell you a better pair of jeans. Anyhow, yeah, just for advertisements, right? So I did come across it's actually a, a source. It's been coming up, you know. I've been hitting Forbes more and and reading some some of their stuff that they put out there. And they have a uh, looks like a video series. It's called Straight Talking Cyber with uh, Zach Dorfman and Cato Flattery. I think I'm saying those names right. Dorfman. 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 And. Uh, and they have uh, they have one most recent series that with Davy Winder on there, and they cover this. Um, I don't totally agree with their frame framework of this. That you know, Apple's taking on big tech rivals like Facebook. I don't think they're taking Facebook on with the ATT stuff. I think Apple's made it very clear they're just serious about if you're going to play in their ecosystem and their sandbox, you, you can only you can only screw with Apple's people. To a point, and I think yeah. you know, trillion dollar company, they're going to be like, you know, our sandbox, our rules, yeah, and our, you know, our operating system, our hardware. Um, you know, I would disagree because in a way they are taking them on, especially Google, because Google, you know, has Android, uh, the biggest competitor in the telephone operating system world so okay so yeah, maybe. i mean yeah. there's there's definitely an element of competition well in, in, in this and to that uh, point the, the these folks but over the rabbit here, hole runs deeper than just apple and google and facebook right but it, to, to these folks credit over here they did bring up the fact that the most recent couple most most recent compromises were discovered i didn't realize this by google and google let apple know and yeah. Apple went, oh, we got to patch a thing quickly and do an update. Hey, thank you. I don't know how that works between them. but Yeah, I, I think everybody at that level kind of 
pen tests each other to some degree because there's so inter so much interoperability between things. That you know, would, like, I would conclude like with that. everything is sign on with Facebook, sign on with Google, sign on with your Apple ID. So, like, whilst they may be competitors in the corporate world, they're also collaborators in the end user experience. Yeah. And in, so if if they're not all watching each other's backs on on privacy and security front, um, that breeds distrust. Uh, amongst the users, and then you know you don't want to alienate the people that have made you the richest corporations on the planet. Yeah, that would make, okay. I, I would concur with that absolutely. So this this Forbes piece came out um, April sixteenth, uh, the one regarding the the Apple takes on big tech stuff, um, and it's good. It's worth a listen. Yeah, and and they're, and they're good contributors. I mean, they offer some good advice. They talk about the same kind of you know stuff we talk about over here. They just people are generally. I don't know what it is. It's just complacency, like unaware. Like they don't, they don't see. I, I think, oh man, <laughs> I think there's a fundamental lack of understanding of maybe the implications of, of taking this stuff seriously. Like everybody, you know, they go buy a phone and they just trust it'll work and do the thing. And then the other contributing factor is, is just laziness. Like it's laziness. I don't want to update my phone because that's going to take 45 minutes that I can't play Candy Crush. I'll get around I mean, to it tomorrow, and then 300 tomorrows go by, and you're still running, you know, an operating system that's 10 versions behind at the rate we move these days. And people don't think about it, you know, because it's just it's a it's a hassle. Are you are you are you in, inadvertently poking fun at me because I was 30 no, operating? No, that was not my intention. But yes, for the listeners, Dan was notorious. A couple I'm, months, I'm couple months back, I, I forget what we were trying to do. Oh yeah, I just got my new iPad Pro. And uh, it, it has the sidecar function, which allows it to function as an external monitor and input device for uh, MacBook Pros. And I was going to show Dan how that would work. And then it turns out his computer was, he, he was running like Snow Leopard. <laughs> you know, it's been, it wasn't that bad, but he was behind was a close. few bits. It was close, then, folks. So. I'm like, do you not update your stuff? Like, what about your phone? And on down I mean, the rabbit hole we went. But for me, again, it's, it's, I think people, it's laziness because it's an inconvenience. They know I got to plug it into a charger and my phone's going to take 30, 40 minutes to reboot and reinstall this thing. So they just put it off and put it off. And nobody thinks about it in terms of these are security updates and patches. They think of what are the new features I'm going to get? And, you know, if the new features are exciting enough, then they'll do it. No, new, but, my, my reluctance is this. The new features generally annoy the shit out of me. Because they go and move something around. It's that's like somebody, because you're an old man and you're set in your ways. No, it's like somebody comes in my office. I, I move, am resistant to no, change. No, they move all my fucking pens around and my, my, <laughs> my things aren't, my light doesn't work the same way and I got to swipe up instead of sideways or I got to hit this. It, yeah, it's a, it's annoying. Yeah, but remember, normal is what you're used to. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's it. I so, think there's just a, a so lack of understanding and then and then... Laziness and procrastination contributes to a lot of. But here's the thing. So right now, you're, you, a lot of people, okay, my, my rights, my rights, my bill of rights, blah, blah, blah. The, every American is going on about something. And the one thing they don't go on about is like the Fourth Amendment. I mean, from time to time, you'll hear people go on about the Fourth Amendment. When it's relevant to them, right? So, right. But, you know, you know okay. The Second Amendment gets a lot of attention because, you know, we have a lot of gun owners, myself and yourself included in this country. Uh, but Fourth Amendment, you know, if if you're minding your P's and Q's, nobody really advocates for this. Um, 
And they should, I think, because I, I know where you're headed with this discussion. So I'm, I'm going to read the text real quick of the Fourth Amendment. Um, it's simple. It's short. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the things are persons or things to be seized. Simple. Simple. But you know what's really fantastic is when Vox puts out a report through um, Recode about how the government is just buying personal data. Right? And there's this, oh, oh my God, they can't do that. It's my, it's violate, it might be violating the fourth amendment, right? Potentially so, it could, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't see the argument there anymore. The fourth amendment explicitly says reasonable. If you have a reasonable reason to think that your, your, your stuff is private to you, that's one thing. If you've been hitting the toss on the 15 apps that are tracking you, they're hoovering up all of your data. Who knows what they're, what they're hoovering up. I don't. I don't think it's unreasonable for the government to go, why would we go through all this like judges and courts and warrant, like all this legal shit that we have to do? Let's just go buy the shit over here yeah, because these people are just giving it away. Because people said, yeah, sure, it's okay to take my data so I can play this game. So then it's going to be, woe is um, me because they came and they audited me and they didn't know and I never told them about the five bank accounts I have and I was in this location and I lied about it, whatever. Like folks, they're just hoovering your stuff up. Yeah, this one's going to be huge. It's, it's like people posting videos of themselves on a, a certain day back in January and then getting upset. Oh, yeah, violation <laughs> of my privacy. Yeah, oh, whatever. No. You, put, you put that out there in the world. And then how dare you government track me? They're not tracking you anymore, folks. They're just buying yeah, the data you give away for free. yourself a lot of the time. Sorry, um, I went, I, went, I digressed I mean, I guess the fundamental bit. question then is, are our constitutionally protected rights something that we can voluntarily waive or are we still protected by those rights even if we do stupid things you know what i'm saying well <laughs> like because it should it should just universally protect me whether i do stupid things with my information or not um and i think that argument in some way shape or form will be made because i guess there's some some advocacy happening as far as you know because you know fbi irs etc 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 are just buying these data repositories and, and aggregating our data. And it's like, well, can the government, this is that, overstepping a bounds? Okay, I mean, that's a very good point. I mean, <clears throat> if you went so far as to actually put a password on your phone, you could surmise or make the reasonable argument that you felt like that thing was secure to you. So therefore, yes. even though you just checked I agree on a terms of service, and you tossed it, you didn't realize that there was some kind of backdoor and they were selling your data off the side. I mean, I, I, okay, I can yeah, see that. I can that. see that argument. And, and, and I mean, that's really kind of outside of, and, you know, constitutional law anyway, because that protects you from the government. And we have this whole other system for... <laughs> Talk about needing some private, somewhere. Private citizens yeah. and corporations um, infringing similarly, but... Not as a as a governmental entity or agency, but this is um, this is going to be this is going to be a really interesting case. So this guy um, Wendon, okay, he requested the um, the inspector general's report regarding specifically 
what areas of the U.S. government have been practicing this practice of just, you know, phoning a friend, hey, can we buy a bunch of data on these people because we need to look into a thing? Yeah. So, you know, and again, where where does this where does this work? Going to your point, I think, okay, I'll I'll back up and be like, yeah, we do have a under the Fourth Amendment, we have it. It's supposed to be there to protect us against the government. There's not a lot of laws in the book saying how third-party app users and this and that and the other can't sell and trade your data when you agreed to them that they could do those things. And then therein lies the rub when these two these two things cross. Yeah, and you know, the, strangers the more I in the think night. About it, so there's this kind of a idea of of plain view doctrine. <laughs> Right. Like you have no reasonable expectation of privacy in public. Right. Walking down the street or Rico, you disregard some stuff. And you hit <laughs> well, this delete is, this on is your my email. point that I'm getting to. So, you know, if you let this data fly out there and it's publicly available information, make use of it what you will. You know, so I don't even know. It's it's inter- I think we should probably rein it in a little bit. I do too, and I think and I think it's good. I mean, it was it it was um, surprising to me. Um, Chuck Todd over there on Meet the Press is they're doing a segment now um, on just cyber hacks and cybersecurity in general. I think he was having um, Chris Krebs on a on an episode or a show. I need mm-hmm. to dig into that further, but for people to be a little more aware of this, because it does open up foreign actors. It opens up other things outside of our ecosystem of this country. And then I can't. Yes. The other thing I can't imagine is. The big tech companies having to just the, the j- just the teams of people they need to navigate this in, in every country in the world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can't that's I can't remember my head to be around that insurmountable task. Yeah, I'm sure they do it, but the logistics of it are, are mind-numbingly yeah. complex. But you know, to the to this point, right? So, and I, I guess okay, going down that road, right? All right, what? If they're going to mine this stuff and they're going to they're going to keep stuff. So, you know, Facebook obviously has a lot of information. They sell a lot of information third party. And then there they go and they get two billion users information. And it's a nothing burger for them. And they're like, no, we're not even really going to talk about that. And folks, this just happened like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I mean, data breaches happen all the time. But Um, is there is there. So my going to my point, is there a custodial you know, do they have a responsibility on the custodial side to at least inform? Like in the in oh, the, absolutely, it, yeah. I, I I think that's that's a that's a non-starter. You know, if, if if my data is breached outside because I didn't sign, I accept the terms of some nefarious actor right. can have my data. You know, I, I may have not read the thing carefully and been like, you can sell my shit to advertising, marketing agencies, research, whatever. But I didn't sign away. You can you can have my data for illegal activity. So disclosure, one hundred percent. Like, hey, your data's been breached with a list of what it is is the bare minimum requirement. Like that's honestly, I don't that should be the think... barrier, the minimum barrier of entry on this type of stuff. Well, and the, you know, folks, you're welcome to you know add us on Twitter or whatever, hit us up on Facebook or or email us or something, but. I actually think I, I'm, if I'm following and tracking this most recent breach, they kind of went uh, sweep it under the rug. Right, we're not going to yeah. really get into the details of what went sideways this way or that, and that's sort of a little. That's that's it. They're, they're diverging from. Yeah. Well, I, I'm all I'm all about you know you got to give them some lead time, right? 
Um, Fair enough. For, for damage control, one, just on the publicity side, because let's be honest. There are lots of shareholders and everything else. Okay, and, fair enough. And also, you know, there are trade secrets involved a lot of the time as well. So, you know, you could say 30 days, 45 days, you know, in arbitrary time limits. I, I think giving them some runway on that is acceptable. But at some point, the disclosure still needs to happen fully whilst redacting the things that are sensitive to their internal operations, uh, which takes time sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just folks, we're hitting on a thing again and we're, we're, there's a lot to unpack here. And I I do think that these, these multiple stories or multiple routes that are happening right now, you know, they're going to converge, then they're going to, you know, break away from each other. But at some point in time, certain sections of this are going to have to be handled They'll have to be congressional hearings and testimony and, and it basically <laughs> there's one every other week these days. I'm talking to you, Jim Jordan. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, rather than getting sound bites for, you know, the nightly whatever entertainment, you know, some some of these folks are actually going to work and doing the hard work. And, and I hope at least a dozen of them kind of understand that we do need to be looking at Europe and some of our other partners to the framework of how, how do we how do we manage this stuff? Because it's. People don't understand it's 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 growing so rapidly and there's so much data out there, folks. You have no idea. Like the, the mini computer in your pocket is just full of things and it can talk to the interwebs and do things. Your house talks and your light bulbs talk to your fridge and I could go on and on. But at some point in time, we got to kind of, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, I think, and say, you know, what's re- what's reasonable. I mean, let's go back to that word. And. Let's not just completely trample the Fourth Amendment. Yeah. I mean, that seems fair enough to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, party to party, to your point, you know, a private company, can you just give all your private, you can just give them all your private stuff and here you go. I mean. In terms of service. Apparently, that's been how it's working. Yeah. If I, if I send pictures of my penis on the internet, <laughs> they're out there, they're right? What do you think the reluctance is for folks to actually really think about this? You think it's just too, it's too technical. I mean, people hate passwords. They hate all this shit. We have to do all the time. Right. This stuff's boring to people and not everybody. Um, clearly I'm fascinated by this stuff, but it's boring. And sometimes it's challenging to understand, um, especially for older folks who, you know, just didn't have the internet around. To my, my, you know, my experience has been at least they pay attention to it. I mean, some of the some of the other generations, I'll be, you know, having a conversation when we used to be able to go to bars and restaurants, have conversations and people would be like, I had nothing to hide. And I'd be like, are, are you out of yeah, your, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I've got nothing to hide. They can have whatever they want. I'm like, so can we have oh your social? Goodness. I literally looked at the one guy who works in IT and security and I said, cool, can I have your social? He said, no, why? I'm like, I just want to put it on the internet. Yeah, you got. What are you? You're not you worried about behind. anything, yeah. right? Come on, folks. I don't know what that. I, I don't understand it. Other than maybe they're just like leave it up to the companies. I mean, maybe that's why Apple's doing what Apple's yeah, doing. Whatever, whatever. Like faith in the system, right? Yeah. Carry on. Sort of crazy, but uh, yeah, a couple of new, a uh, couple of new good sources out there. You know, Rico and Vox and the uh, the other folks over there on the. Uh, 
what the straight talking cyber that was kind of cool come across so we'll have to pay a little more attention to them but you got anything else on this other than we're going to keep an eye on it yeah we're absolutely going to keep an eye on this it. development yeah. with the irs yeah. and the attorney general getting involved and you know some of these other yeah, look around how that's all going to pan out um, because again yeah. i think i think some of this you know like we've talked about with section 230 and everything else um I don't think there's an on switch or an off switch, but we have to figure out how to navigate the gray areas. And we're not doing the best job at that yet. Uh, well, it's a simple question whether or not our government can just buy this stuff on the private market side of things. In this instance, yeah, but there's tax so, money. so much more. You know? <laughs> and every day, more and more things are interconnected uh, via the internet and in the risk of exposure and you know, other problems arising becomes greater and greater. Um, and at some point, you know... It's a little mind-boggling. Unfortunately, if, if the corporations don't handle it, then the government needs to. Neither is ideal, but that's the tools we have to work with. That's all so, we got. Yeah, is what it is. So we'll definitely circle back to this, probably more near to the present than far into the future. Yeah, and probably uh, more often once than again, not. Yeah. yeah, keeps coming up. All right. Want to leave it there? Sure. All right. Till next time. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.